Good day. Welcome to the Business Agora, a series of conversations aimed to be supportive in your business and your life, held with our community here at Workspace 365. My name is Michael Benson. I am the CEO at Workspace 365, and I'm here with our community engagement lead, Al Jeffrey, who will be your host for a number of these conversations. Thanks, Michael, and thank you for joining us for the Agora. Agora means the gathering or the exchange. And in these conversations, we hope to connect you with some of the humans of the Workspace 365 community, bring light to their stories, their insights into business, leadership, and well-being, and offer useful resources and tips for navigating business post-COVID-19. So let's dive in. All right, Rush, thanks for joining for a Business Agora conversation. You're welcome, Al. Thanks for having me. Yeah, from 72 York Street, and you're just sharing how you've now moved into the podcast room there. How handy. I know, very handy. We, we run a, a, a weekly podcast ourselves, so I was using this, um, I think I was the only person in the building using this podcast room, and mm-hmm. in the end, it just made complete sense to uh, ask the question, could I just lease this space permanently? And I was very happy that they did. So, um, yeah, loving it. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine, I mean, I'm currently in the podcast room at 607 Burke Street. and just love the way that the sound um, soundproofing makes the room feel as well. Something about, the, obviously, the quality of sound in your own voice uh, is really uh, nice. No, very much so. It's, ni- it's nice for there not to be an echo and especially nice for there not to be too much, uh, you know, sort of noise, uh, noise externally either. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely great. It's a lovely working space, to be honest. So I'm really yeah. enjoying it in here. It's great. Uh, I always find it very productive, actually, just to lock myself in a sound studio and <laughs> go for it. Definitely. You get more work done. You get a lot more work done. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, power, I'm powering through, you know, less, less business lunches and more work at the moment. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you snuck into a, or you weaseled your way into a great, Great office there then. <laughs> Negotiated my way in. Negotiated. Okay. There we go. I, I think I think it's mutually beneficial to be fair. So uh yeah, yeah. I, I was the only only customer for this room anyway, so or the only person using it. So it made sense. May as well. Definitely. Yeah. Make it yeah. yours. Yeah, I look forward to hearing some about your journey. We spoke a bit before I pressed record, but um, I suppose I'm firstly curious where your heritage is, where your background is. Yeah, so look, I was born in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but my background is Mauritius, so both mm-hmm. my parents are fifth or sixth generation Mauritians. Um, so they've been uh, on an island for many, many, you know, for a couple hundred years before, before now. And mm-hmm. um, look, it's uh, very much a French-speaking island. Um, but I was raised and um, born in the UK, mm-hmm. and then came out to Australia about 22 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, did my whole education, my degree, and whatnot in the UK. But um, I really wanted to travel a bit of the world before I sort of got down into, into corporate and um, came to Australia and never left. Love it. Mm. Loved it here. So, Wow. Well, we're lucky to have you here. How much of, um, yeah, I suppose uh, Mauritian culture is part of your life. I mean, I have a friend, uh, a mentor more so, who is Mauritian and deeply embedded in the richness of the culture. And I know it is very rich. Yeah, very much so. Look, it's very... Um, you know, Mauritian culture, it's, it's fairly unique in a sense that it has its French component to it, which is, you know, that little bit of arrogance, um, but mm. then just a beautiful island nation where everybody is so happy, so smiley, so loving, and so welcome. So going to Mauritius isn't insane. It's a beautiful holiday, stunning mm. island. 
uh, but the food, the culture, the music, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's very different. I mean, it's very diverse. I mean, our descendants would be Indian. And whereas, you know, you've got your French Mauritians, you have your African Mauritians, your Chinese Mauritians, you know, there's, there's a complete melting pot of different cultures there. But once again, you know, like any other country um, around the world, you know, all those different cultures have kind of, you know, been, you know, sort of, you know, found themselves being in Mauritius and um, and living that kind of island lifestyle. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful place to be, or to be, to be from. Mm, Yeah. And you spend much time over there, obviously when you can. Yeah. Holidays. I mean, I've, uh, I used to go there a lot when I was young. So my parents were reasonably homesick, you know, when I was young, so they used to go back every couple of years. So I had some, you know, I'd be there up to two or three months at a time. So mm-hmm. got to, you know, have, I've got really, you know, a very large extensive family over there. So I got to spend a lot of time, you know, you know, growing up with my cousins and seeing those guys frequently, which is awesome. And then um, after coming to Australia, to be honest with you, I, mean, I didn't go back to, to Mauritius for about 12 years. So mm-hmm. I took my wife and my child um, to visit, you know, their, their extended family for the first time in 2016, mm-hmm. and which was amazing. And, um, and then again in 2019, just before COVID hit. So it was, uh, it was awesome to be, you know, to, you know, to see the guys growing up and, you mm. know, my, you know, my cousins that I knew when they were two or three years of age, you know, and now when they're sort of late thirties with kids, you know, mm-hmm. so it's crazy for us to see each other and see our families. And, um, and we're, we're, we're all very, very close. So we, uh, you know, we connect on Facebook and the occasional phone call and I have to sort of brush off my French and uh, be able mm. to communicate to my elder el- elderly family, whereas all my um, younger friend, my younger family can all speak fluent English. So, yeah, so yeah. Beautiful. So you can speak French when you need to. <laughs> when I need to. When I'm in Mauritius or France, I can hold my own. Um, yeah, yeah. If I speak to a, a French person now, it'd be like, I'll come out looking a little bit rubbish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Functional French speaking. Functional French, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very good. So, yeah, we might shift register a little bit into, I suppose, a bit about your story and journey to being CEO of Energy Matters. I'm curious, yeah. I suppose, what led you into this space and into the role where you sure, are now? I, I started working in energy back in the UK in 99, so just after graduating. Um, and um, I had a passion for, you know, for energy and helping people reduce their energy bills. In the UK, things are very expensive, like much similar to like they are over here. Um, when I came to Australia in the year two, in 99, year 2000, um, I heard about deregulation happening in Australia, where people could reduce their electricity and gas bill by changing companies. And I got very much involved in the retail side of that, sort of marketing, the sales component. And I worked in that space, you know, for, I've worked in energy really now for over 22 years. Um, but solar power has, has really called to me and I love technology. My degree was in industrial product design. So it's to design and build prototypes of just emerging technology and futuristic designs of things that could happen. And I always incorporated solar power um, and batteries as part of my designs. I love, you know, loved real techy tech stuff when I was doing stuff at uni. So solar power is a really easy fit for me a, because I love technology, but B, you know, I really, you know, I really could see that, you know, the impact we're having on our, on our, on our climate, on our planet, mm-hmm. it's been very obvious to me for, you know, the last, my entire life, that we certainly aren't looking after our planet and we're taking it for granted. 
and just from the way we're consuming its natural resources to generate fuel, all the way to how we're polluting the, the oceans and really, you know, sort of starting to get stuck into the, you know, the, the you know, the sort of um, the inhabitants or, you know, or the, you know, that the habitation of, of people that, you know, the other, you know, organisms and, and animals actually live on our planet too, right? So it was kind of like, um, you know, clear to me that we had to do more. Um, solar power is a small part of, of the solution. Whereas, you know, I could see that by migrating from normal energy, mainstream retail electricity and gas to solar power, at least I can encourage and help people transition towards green electricity and um, move away from coal. So that in mm. itself would help reduce carbon and the carbon footprint. Once again, it's only a component of what needs to happen. Um, and at the same token, it's a good, it's a good chunk of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have to chunk it down. It's a bit overwhelming to try and solve the whole system or to do everything at once. So yeah, we definitely just have to start with where we're at and do small things, but regularly. Look, definitely. And I mean, Energy Matters itself as a company has been around since 2005. I've been the CEO since, you know, really since the start of COVID. So mm -hmm. uh, my, my first day in the job was March 26th, year to 2020, the first day of wow. lockdown in Melbourne. Um, Welcome. <laughs> so it was a great way to start, to start this role. And um, and at the same token, I've known the I've known the business, you know, I've known about the business since two thousand nine, since I first got mm. involved in solar power. So, Energy Matters very much it believes in the zero carbon future. We used to mm -hmm. be a solar power retailer ourselves. We're one of the top three in the country. We're mm -hmm. owned by a couple of the largest, the top two and the number two and number three largest solar power companies in the world, uh, mm -hmm. which are U.S. based companies. Before um, my friends bought Energy Matters from them in two thousand nineteen. Mm -hmm when the last of them decided to break, you know, to you know, essentially dissolve um, the entity in Australia and uh, people that I knew that worked at Energy Matters um, bought mm -hmm. off the administrator and kept it going. Mm -hmm. So today, you know, we're not a solar retailer anymore. Uh, we do believe in a zero carbon future. So we exist to connect consumers, people wanting to go solar with expert installers. We have over 200 that we work with nationally. And mm -hmm. there's some amazing individuals and businesses that are fantastic at what they do. And we also work with a number of different manufacturers around the world um, where we promote their technology into the Australian market, either through our website or more recently on TV shows, which has been absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. Great. Um, I just want to cycle back to starting on the first day of lockdowns. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, curious how that was for you coming in. It sounds like you knew maybe some people within the organization already. So there wasn't so much of a challenge in the kind of meet and greet building the team connectivity piece. But yeah, what was your experience of it? What was challenging about it? Look, it was, it was almost on the contrary. Um, I mean, I, I remember having my um, interviews with the chef, with the board before, before we even knew that COVID was a thing. And um, just sharing our vision for what I wanted to do for the first year, second year, third year, fourth year. I'm very much a, a futuristic kind of guy. So I had a plan and a strategy. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then also, you know, of what resources and what sort of staff I need to hire. I mean, we didn't have much going on when I joined Engine Matters. It's very much a shell of a company. There was a website which has been around for, you know, you know 15, 16 years at the time. Mm. And um, a lot of traffic to that website. Uh, but there wasn't much else. So it really was a case of, right, this is who I need to hire. You know, these are, this is one agency that's currently working with NG Matters. So, you know, we either continue to work with those guys or, or look, for, look for something different. And, mm -hmm. um, and then lockdown happened. And I guess I just had to completely tip my strategy on its head and say, well, to recruit now would be insane. 
um, because, you know, A, I haven't got the processes in place and it's, uh, you know, first day on the job. So where, how can I accomplish my goals and our business plan um, with what's available? So I decided to work more with agency as opposed to individuals. And mm -hmm. as a result of that, as opposed to employing people to work on the anti-matters directly or with me directly, I just work, chose to work with agencies who could facilitate different functions of what we needed. I mean, Energy mm -hmm. Matters is very much a digital company. So we don't really, you know, we don't have any face-to-face -face with customers. We don't even really do much on the telephone. It's all digital. It's all through either web chat or, you know, through our website, through email communication, through newsletters, um, mm -hmm. and very much content that we write and we, you know, we publish on, on our website. So, you know, for, for me personally, it was, it was fairly, not easy, but it was, um, it was almost um, a blessing in disguise because it gave me time to just mm. really assess the business, to test the measure and testing and measuring based upon, you know, everybody being in this crazy new world where we're all stuck at home, especially in, in Victoria, which, you know, we're in lockdown for the best part of two years, but, you know, really being able to understand how do I market and communicate to these people, um, you know, whilst they're going through the same sort of pain as everyone else, well, we, mm -hmm. we all are, and not really, but still, you know, making them aware that, look, you know what, you may not necessarily be able to install solar power now because of construction restraints in terms of lockdown, but the same token, let's get you involved in the conversation. So it was mm -hmm. interesting. And to be fair, we grew our business throughout lockdown. I mean, you know, once again, it's a very low um, margin, um, low revenue type of company, Energy Matters. I mean, we're not mm -hmm. an installer. We simply mm -hmm. just do marketing and media through digital means and through mainstream media TV. But once again, so we have to do a lot of communication to really generate any kind of revenue. So it was, it was a challenge in respects to that, but we managed the financial side of the business well enough. And mm -hmm. we got through like, you know, like and obviously a lot of people really struggled through lockdown and our hearts go out to them. And we're there to support as many businesses as we could do. I mean, our customers are primarily in construction. They're installers. They install solar power. So they mm -hmm. were really struggling through the periods where they couldn't actually work. So we're just looking to do what we could do to help them get more customers and help them mm -hmm. build their bat books and pipelines. So when they could get out there and install, they, were, you know, they had plenty of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there was quite a flood when they could start in installing again. There was, um, it was busy. Yeah, was there a sense of, I mean, people in lockdown being stuck at home? Some people obviously didn't go on their holidays because they couldn't, so spending all their money on home improvements. Or um, was there a sense of people, maybe more people, starting to consider solar because they're at home and wondering about these kind of things? There were, to be fair. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, at Energy Matters, yes, we are primarily. Um, promoting solar power but we're very much holistically about energy period so mm -hmm. we were looking you know more you know sort of laterally to say look what could you do to reduce your carbon footprint and to you know take measures that may not you know include hopefully include solar power but also mm -hmm. other energy measures like you know reducing the way you, you know the amount of electricity you consume just by mm -hmm. you, know, you know implementing different strategies by being at home recycling reusing products you know, actually, you know, going into the garden and having, you know, implementing compost, you know, there's just so many different things people could do whilst, you know, they're during in lockdown. And then, you know, at different periods of time, you know, construction was allowed, which is fantastic. So people mm. could have solar power installed despite being in lockdown. So when those windows um, opened, look, it was, it, was, it, was, it was surprising in some senses, but it wasn't surprising in, in the sense that, 
people really got to understand working from home how much electricity they were consuming. Mm. So obviously, when you know, I work you know nine to five, you know eight till six, Monday through to Friday. My wife's in corporate. You know, my my daughter's at school all day, and then has maybe sort of after school care whilst we finish work. So there's mm. nobody at home during the daytime. Mm. So I think the real like you know the the real eye opener for everybody you know everyone during the last two years was wow I'm at home and I am absolutely caning through my electricity. You know mm. I have several devices um, on at any given time, maybe two or three different monitors. Nothing's on standby. I'm, you know, out, I'm snacking throughout the day. My kids are working from home. My, 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 you know, my partner's at home. You know, so we got really aware of how much electricity we actually consume. And it was mm. frightening. I mean, those first few electricity bills that people were receiving like during, um, during lockdown were crazy. I mean, absolutely mind-blowing. But that really was a true... Um, I know as to how much electricity we consume. Mm. And then it's the realization is, wow, this is all coming from coal, you know? So this is actually killing our planet. So not only, you know, is lockdown, are we in lockdown, which is horrible and people are getting sick and potentially dying, mm. uh, but we're also now counting our planet even more. So it really encouraged people to open their eyes to things they could do around the home in terms of home improvement and energy efficiency. And mm -hmm. then most importantly, if they could, and the home allowed it to get solar power installed. And we just saw yeah. when, when we were allowed, to, when people were allowed to install, um, it was fantastic. It was gangbusters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I imagine even though during lockdown, it makes sense that we're using a lot more electricity or a lot more energy, um, that it simply brought uh, to people's awareness that, that energy does matter. Uh, even if we're not going to be using as much when we do go back to work, that energy matters. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about that as you were speaking and I was looking forward to sharing that one. A bit of a <laughs> perfect plug. Um, energy <laughs> does matter. And it was a great experience of really realizing that in quite a, an amplified way, I imagine. Look, very much so. And it, it, was, it was awesome to see. It was almost like, you know, the, um, the penny dropped in a lot of instances. I mean, you know, there's been, there's been a steady uptake of renewable energy since I've been involved since 2009, since Energy Matters has been involved since 2005. And funny enough, before this, I was just writing up, you know, we, we, you know we're on a number of different TV shows. I'll, I'll mention a bit more in detail in a little while. But mm. um, I was just writing a, um, I'm going to film a, a film, an introduction to that to, um, to you know, to, to send out to potential, you know, sort of um, partners to be on the TV show shortly. But one of the things I wrote about, which is the, the thing that I'm kind of really surprised about, if you consider that renewable energy technology has been a babble since, you know, mid 2000s, like 2005 onwards, in the last sort of 18 years, only 30% of homes and businesses have been installed in the technology. And mm. if you consider, you can get in Victoria, a solar power system that could essentially produce all the electricity you need for as low as $4,000, which mm. is the price of two iPhones or mm. one, and you know, one MacBook Pro and a couple like external hard drives. Mm. And it's ridiculous. And only 30% of homes have it. I mean, mm. you know, it makes absolutely no sense to me as to why every single Victorian home, especially with the rebates that are available to them, doesn't have solar power and mm -hmm. across Australia. So I guess, you know, it's throughout COVID, people became more self-aware about how they're using electricity and gas and the impact, the financial implication, which mm. unfortunately is the, the main driver for most people. Everyone wants to care about the planet and 
rather than throwing stuff in the floor now or throw it in a bin or wait until they see a recycling bin to throw you know the can in as opposed to just chucking into a normal trash bin, uh, trash bin but at the same token it's when it hits your back pocket that people mm. start to wake up and i yeah. think it was like holy crap you know my electricity bill was 200 dollars last quarter now it's 600 dollars. you know mm. that's nuts you know what can i do about it how can i manage this you know mm. solar <laughs> you know and it's and it's stim- and it stimulates the conversation so it is good to see how people have sort of woken up to it Mm. um but there's a lot more that needs to be done yeah yeah and so would you say um in terms of i suppose looking at it through the financial lens um at what point is solar actually the cheapest option like how much does someone need to be spending um in order for solar actually to be the most practical and look, of course ecological but yeah financial? I mean, look, t- today i mean if you if you assess solar power um, based upon its warranties. I mean, the, you know, solar power is designed to last for 25 years, right? Panels are designed to last for over 25 years. The inverter, which is the thing that, you know, converts electricity from DC power to AC power, which is what mm. your home obviously runs off. I mean, that is designed, that they have product warranties of around 10 years and they can mm-hmm. last for like 12, 13, 14, even longer, right? So if you do the math on 10 years, it makes absolute sense that every single home uh, to go solar power today mm-hmm. all right so even if you're using um a ton you know not using much electricity throughout the daytime although mm-hmm. the feeding tariffs the buyback rates are pathetic um and they are rubbish um based on 10 years you can pretty much almost make an roi conversation work mm-hmm. the what will really you know i suppose if you if you, now you people more people are working from home it's an absolute no-brainer a lot of people can see an roi in three years in victoria sometimes it could be under two years even one Mm. and a half years because of how cheap systems are based upon the rebates that are available to us by the victorian government but at the same token no matter where you live you can pretty much demonstrate solar power is cheaper than mainstream electricity um Mm -hmm. electricity is going up there's been a whole bunch of media about it in the last week or two there's been speculation that bills are going to go up by 18 percent um which is ridiculous and Mm. retailers are now communicating to their customers that yeah, you're up for some really massive price increases and that'll mm. just continue, right? It's not going to change and it's not going to change. Um, and the fact is the governments are now aware that, look, we have to have less reliance on coal and mm. have a higher and, you know, use more renewable energy sources. So they're building huge solar farms and wind farms and hydro stations, and that's providing a, a, an increasing source of electricity and power to our grid, to our national grid. But those things are going to cost a lot of money um, to set up, a lot of infrastructure costs. And mm-hmm. as you move away from coal, that's already been in mainstream for like, you know, tens of years, like, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years, you know, towards renewable energy sources, there's a lot of infrastructure costs. So that, in a sense, is going to increase and may have an impact on the overall cost of electricity and gas and a person's electricity bill. So to combat that, it makes complete sense to have your own um, solar power system, if you can, if you have a home, mm-hmm. your own home, and you're able to put it on there. And um, and that's going to be a lot cheaper in the long run than actually buying electricity from the grid. What really needs to happen is for everyone to have a battery. Um, mm-hmm. Once you have battery storage, then you can almost completely independent from the grid. You still are grid connected, but you can now store your electricity, which means if you're like me and you're never at home throughout the daytime, when you get home at night, you can then run, you know, use the electricity that's been produced all day and um, mm. take it off the uh, battery, which powers your home, 
and um, hopefully charges your EV if you've got an EV as well, electric mm -hmm. vehicle, and um, and you're set for the next day. Um, batteries are still pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're talking to, like when my our partners are talking to customers and encouraging them to go solar, you know, they'll say, well, is it worth it, you know, worth me going, you know, buying a battery? Look, from a straight out return investment conversation, no. I mean, battery, you know, batteries have a 10-year warranty, product warranty. That's the expected life expectancy of uh, of lithium. Um, and, the, you know, to be fair, if you do the math just, just on battery storage, when like in my situation, I'd have a 10-year return investment. So literally, mm -hmm. it would be identical um, to when I got break even on my investment, as to when I actually, you know, sort of in, in, in respect to getting that technology installed. So mm -hmm. yes, in that, is it worth it? Of course, I've still broken even at the point of which, you know, the technology needs to be updated and replaced and I'm mm -hmm. still reducing my carbon footprint. So you kind of have to make the choice, not just on finances and when it comes to battery storage, but also on, you know, your overall um, impact on the, on the on environment and your mm -hmm. carbon reduction and, and reducing carbon footprint. Um, but you know what? You know, what we need to see happen is for, you know, federal and state government to heavily um, incentivize and to really um, cover the cost or a big chunk of the cost of incorporating batteries on every mm. single home. Because mm -hmm. when that happens, you know, we're cooking with gas. You know, people can have batteries. They're reducing their carbon footprint. They're reducing their demand on the grid. You know, one thing, and I don't be too bored, boring to uh, your audience, but you know what, the effort, you know, sending electricity back into the grid, our grid's really old, so mm. it can't really handle it. And it can't handle, you know, it can handle us um, taking electricity. But as soon as you throw the electricity the other way, you have blackouts and, you know, brownouts and things start to go, you know, mm. go a bit pear-shaped. So we need to kind of have batteries to, to manage that anyway in the long run. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose with these, um, Kind of conversations we can hope that just the ecological crisis itself will move people towards deciding but as you said it's it's really um for many and it makes sense um it's quite a financial decision so hopefully we can move in in that direction um and get batteries also more supported absolutely um, the government should yeah. chuck in for it to be fair the government should pay for every single home and business mm. to have a battery and then evs you know, there should be EV chargers on every corner, you mm. know, out of every sort of 10 street parking spots, one of those should be a, you know, 30 minute only and, and an EV part, a charging spot. So someone's going to pull in, charge the car and, and move somewhere else. And, you know, that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And really moving towards a regenerative and circular economy. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we spoke before I hit record as well about your freezing cold walk this morning. And I'm curious, um, <laughs> I suppose, uh, Rush, as a human outside of CEO role, um, yeah. how do you feel your time? What keeps you kind of passionate, alive, connected? Look, I, I love, I'm very much an outdoors person. So I, um, which is why I loved Australia so much, which is why I never left. In England, you're kind of in a pub or inside the whole time. So it's freezing cold. Like today, to be fair, today is a very, mm -hmm. very typical British, you know, British day. Um, but look, I, you know, since, since lockdown to be fair, I've taken my wife and my daughter out for a walk every single day. We made mm -hmm. it part of our, you know, part of our, you know, sort of process, if you like, or part of our, um, you know, day to day. Um, and so I started today with a walk. You know, we, uh, we love to travel like both around Australia and, and overseas. So I'm obviously coming from, from the UK 
and um, you know I love culture, so I love to travel overseas where I can. But you know, love love this country. Um, we love food. You know, I have a real passion for eating yummy food. So mm. I've made made it one of my, you know, one of my things to learn how to cook. So I cook, you know, like reasonably well. In fact, very well I'd say mm-hmm. without being too boastful. Um, but I had a lot of time during lockdown to to get refine my skills at it. And um, and I love to eat out. So we, you know, we're constantly looking out for the different, and Melbourne's amazing. I mean, when you live in Melbourne, I mean, you're absolutely spoiled because there's just so much culture here and mm. so many beautiful places to eat. So we get out where we can and we, you know, try out the local produce and eat out as often as possible, if not cooking at home. And um, I love to keep fit as well as walking. I, you know, go to the gym pretty much every day, uh, which is not, once again, a great way to start the day. And, um, and look, you know, we, you know, we love hanging out with our friends. So, you know, I think especially, you know, during, you know, lockdown made us really understand and appreciate, you know, how much, you know, we love social interaction and we love to be with people and just to hang out. So um, I certainly make up for that with, you know, regular visits to the pub to watch sport and have a beer with the mates at the local and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just generally just hang out, but you mm-hmm. know, spending time with my family, you know, once again, lockdown, was awesome in a respect to it made you really, I mean, some people went insane by how much time they're spending with their family. And I loved it. Like, you know, I really, you know, loved every single day of lockdown by having my family, my, you know, my wife, my child around me, obviously not my, you know, my other families in the UK or, you know, overseas, um, but just having, you know, being around people that you love every day made, made, mm. made you realize how much we do have. And um, I still continue to spend as much time with them as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you you have a very, very rich life outside of work as well, which is great. Very important. Yeah, and watching um, Liverpool, and watching Liverpool as well where I can. We had a good mm-hmm. season, not the best, and <laughs> we have a very good season. We yeah. don't win everything, we, and that's English Premier League for anyone who's wondering what the hell's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, we did pretty good. That's that's good. The season is over, or still going? It's finished now. So um, we finished second in the Premier League. We won mm-hmm. the FA Cup, won the League Cup. And wow. we, uh, we were finalists in the Champions League. So we lost to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. who happens to be my favourite Spanish team. So okay. it, was a, it was a good season. It was fun. Yeah, you'd be pretty happy with that outcome. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I suppose um, uh, if anyone is curious about transitioning to solar, um, then it's a good idea to check out Energy Matters website. Would that be correct? Absolutely. I mean, learn... no, matter where, yeah, no matter where you live in Australia, um, check out energymatters.com.au. Um, just mm-hmm. submit a request for a quote. I mean, we mm-hmm. work with over 200 solar retailers around Australia. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll have a, you know, a professional installer or retailer in your local area, and then they'll provide you with a quote so you can see exactly how much it would cost uh, to, for you partic- um, specifically to go solar power based upon your energy consumption and your home and what's available to you in terms of technology. And then um, you can make a choice whether or not it's worth it. And also, if you, you know, for anyone, you know, even if you're renting, uh, we have an NG comparison on our website. So we, you know, we have, we work with over 95% of all electricity and gas companies in the country. So just click that on our mm. homepage and just do an NG comparison and just see if you can save money on your electricity mm. and gas bill. I mean, look, yes, you know, it's supporting, you know, the electricity components, primarily coal. Um, which which sucks and at the same token we have a lot of green plans on there I suppose what we love most about it is the notion and the hope 
that even if you're um, you don't have solar power right now, but you could, if you could reduce your electricity and gas bill and save yourself, you know, two or three hundred dollars a year by just mm. switching retailers to, you know, to buying it from someone else that's doing it for less money, then hopefully you could use that money that you're saving and invest into renewable energy technology and or energy saving products for your home. So, mm-hmm. and if you have got solar power. Um, the retailers on there are all now starting to finally offer really competitive feeding tariffs, buyback rates. So um, yeah. there are some really good ones out there. So it's worth just doing a comparison to see what's mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Well, encourage everyone tuning in to head across. And thank you for um, for showing us and reminding us that energy does in fact matter. <laughs> um, and supporting well. Australia's movement to uh, yeah green energy and a greener future. No, good stuff. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. This was, it was fun. Yeah, and look forward to bumping into you in, in your office if we can get you out of your little studio. Absolutely, mate. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rush. All the best. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another Agora conversation, and we trust you took away something useful. Thank you, Al. That's right. If you are already a member with us, we look forward to seeing you in an office or an event really soon. If you aren't a member with us, we'd love to welcome you to one of our centres across Melbourne, South Melbourne, Footscray and Torquay very soon. Please be in touch and call us on 1800-WORK-NOW or on the web on at www.workspace365.com.au. We look forward to continuing to connect with you and you with our community here at Workspace 365. We'll see you again shortly.